0: This is AfterBuzz TV for the final season of Entourage. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Entourage news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's after buzz TV for Entourage. And then there were
2: two And then there
3: were the Ds.
2: The D's. You know we hold it down. That's though. all
3: they need it's all you need.
2: It's nice when when uh, Lillian and Chris and Sydney and whoever else is here, but at the end of the day
3: They have valid opinions, but
2: I'm gonna go on the record. I think we're the biggest fans.
3: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to diss anybody else. No, to try we to love are Not good enough. No. But there's a certain level of not good enough when it comes to how big of a fan they are.
2: Completely, are the I bit. agree. We
3: followed from the first show. On. Oh yeah. I don't believe that they have.
2: We're we're a little sickly addicted. They're it, just addicted.
3: We're the S F S. We're the super fans. I
2: <laughs> Love it. Yes. Um, welcome everyone to AfterBuzz TV. Hello. Thanks so much for chilling with us here on your Sunday night final season of Entourage. A late
3: Sunday night.
2: Yeah, 10:48. What time do we usually? Nine,
3: uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so
2: uh, we're keeping it real sexy and real late over here.
3: Tweet us, let us know what you're wearing.
2: God, don't you wish this was a pajama party? That would be fun. We need to bring our onesies next week.
3: Okay, I, I have footsies just for this occasion.
2: What? What's the pattern? That's how I'm going to judge you, depending on the pattern.
3: What's the? It's plaid. Red plaid. Yeah, red plaid.
2: Okay, I can work with that. Because
3: yeah, that way I can fit in in silver, like if I need to. Oh, any...
2: keep it real with right. the hipsters. <laughs> yes. I was hoping for some sort of like um like a cartoon. I like could see a, you rocking a SpongeBob, or
3: I could p- perhaps uh, like a Scooby Doo. Oh, I get perfect. shaggy sometimes. I've been shaggy for a few Halloween, so I think that could be awesome. Be down. I'm yeah. all about it. All right, what's you gonna be? What's your onesie? Um,
2: I have a few solid colored ones. Okay. You know, I just have like a red one. I have a pink one. Okay, so maybe next week if we're we'll on matching. late again. Yeah, I would love to do that onesie party. Yeah, we're in. Um, okay, so we've got Entourage episode six, The Big Bang.
3: The, the Big Bang.
2: Now Good good title. Multifunctional I guess, here. Yeah. So obviously alluding to Melinda and E from last week.
3: Because they banged.
2: They banged. Right. With a vengeance. Yes. And um and then obviously the Big Bang with the Johnny Galecki Big Bang cameo. Big Theory.
3: Right? Yes. That's the name of the show, Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good.
2: Um Sloan. Sloan? Sloan, how could you
3: do that? Right, well, you're talking about banging Galecki. Dating Galecki. We don't know. They left a lot of unanswered questions there. They just went out to dinner. People can go out to dinner. We could go out to dinner.
2: Okay, I and suppose. And then they wouldn't,
3: you know, we wouldn't have any huge backstory, so it That's could be. True.
2: But you never know. She's a very pretty girl. He's an he actor. very pretty. There could be some ulterior motives
3: there. And he seems like a little bit of a dick. Yep. So, and
2: you know girls respond to that.
3: And he's he was dating What's-Her-Face on the Big Bang Theory. Yes. And she seems out of his league, so perhaps he's the kind uh-huh. of guy that dates girls out of his league.
2: She's amazing. And by the way, quick shout-out to Kaylee's little sister, Brie Cuoco, who I'm friends with, who killed it. She danced with um, Pitbull and uh, Neo tonight at the oh. EMAs. Oh, um, well done. Kaylee's obviously a phenomenally, phenomenally talented actress, but Bree is just as talented um, okay. in the dancing arena. So, dancing. Good job, Bree. Well I watched done. and I love you for it.
3: Now I will watch it.
2: Yes, you definitely will. Yes. She's a cute girl with short brown hair.
3: Oh, I'm in. Can't miss her. Right.
2: Um, so did you like it tonight? It's we're down I, to this was the third to last episode. So well, I
3: started my first note was I like that they started with the girls in the bikini. This scene is a very kind of throwback to the first couple episodes and yeah. the first couple seasons. We're starting with girls everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really for no reason. Yep. And it seems all very superficial, which, yeah. is, why all, is, bikini shots. which is why we all love the show.
2: Right um it's bread and butter
3: yes but then so many conflicts i was stressed at the end with the drama situation i still don't know if i believe it we'll get there yeah but uh that had me on the edge of my yeah. seat yes there's a there's a lot of stress in this episode turtle is stress i don't know i liked it but it's like every other show it started off well but then it got very like Sopranosy or something I don't yeah
2: know. um I, I roxy Stryer. can we get her on the line jess we can Um, the first show that you and I ever did together, Roxy called in. And she made a point how no matter how awful your week was, you could always guarantee that Sunday night Entourage is going to come on and you're just going to instantly be put in a better mood. Uh Um, It's not really doing that for us anymore. I'm stressed out. I'm stressed for Vince and his bad piece of press. I'm stressed for Turtle and his uh, restaurant that might not open. I'm stressed for Johnny, who might not have a show anymore. I'm stressed for Billy Walsh, who can't pay for maple syrup. And I'm stressed for Ari, whose marriage is... Literally about to crash and burn. Yeah. Day now. So, I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it either. What's going on? Yeah. E's dating life is. He's he's having he's, sex with fifty year olds. To his credit, Melinda Clark is damn she beautiful. looks like she
3: just got out of high school.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes. She's very well preserved. Right. Um. But wait. First of all, let me just introduce you and Jesse, who's oh. in the booth, who's going to be participating tonight. Oh, correct. Um. Because he's a god, and right. why wouldn't Ooh. he be participating? Yes. Um. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, David Abbott here. Thank you. Multidimensional, actor, host, so whatever, public relations guru. Whatever
3: you need, I probably am pretty good at it.
2: I mean, is there anything you're not good at?
3: Well, uh, I, I don't play golf well.
2: Okay. Well, neither do I. So okay. we have that in common. Perfect. So we at least can commiserate yes. together. Yes. Um, and then over in the booth, you can't see his cute little face, but I can. And I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. He's a very good looking man.
1: Uh-oh. There's something going on here.
2: Can you, can you talk to us?
1: Yes, I sure can. Okay. DJ Jesse Janity. And a very good voice too.
2: He does. You have a great voice. Mm-hmm.
3: You have Thank a bit of much. a radio voice. It's slightly different in person than it is on the air. But, but he's like good enough that.
2: looking to be on television. Yes. Let's yes. go ahead and throw yeah. that out. He there doesn't as well. deserve
3: to be in the booth. That's just no, where he absolutely
2: up. not. Well, I heard rumors after Buzz TV rumors that we are going to be getting a fourth camera.
1: Oh, where is that? Oh, for the booth. For the booth. Oh, TV exclusive. <laughs> oh. Can
2: you go ahead and, and release an official statement?
1: Uh, we will be getting a camera in the booth so you can see my shining face. Well, Yay, your
2: cute little smile.
1: I hope Anderson Cooper is up on this,
3: because
1: it's big news.
2: Anderson Cooper has got a lot of competition when it comes to DJ Jesse Janity, OK?
1: Listen, yes. Let's let's call it like I we I would love it. to see Anderson Cooper press as many buttons as I can press oh. while, while hosting a show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he could.
1: Absolutely not. But can we just please talk about, Um, I I haven't, I, I haven't really ever gotten into Entourage until this season, honestly. Oh, okay. okay. To be truthful and honest. Be um, truthful
2: and honest. Are we the reason why you got into it? Yeah.
1: Yes, you're sure like, might. well, it looks like good looking people really like this show. It's good looking people <laughs> yeah. who have amazing um,
2: things to say right. about
1: it. And Turtles on the screen and I fell in love. Like, and
2: I worship what? him as well. David Abbott can vouch for me.
1: No, I can vouch for you on that. I'm yeah. a little confused by Jesse's falling in love. You just mm. just in seeing love. his face, you fell in love. In love. Okay. That's all, face, like, that's all it takes. Wow. Everything about him.
2: He's got a cool, so um, obsessed. He's got like a good sense of humor, but it's not like an obnoxious sense of humor. I don't know. There's just some je ne sais quoi about Jerry Ferrara slash turtle. Yes. Um, because I don't know how far off Jerry's personality is from Turtle. It can't be that far. Because they both are like cool sports loving guys they from are, Queens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm totally on the same page with you there. I love okay. turtles so much. Um, did Probably you like tonight's really episode, like. Jess?
1: Um, I did like tonight's episode. Uh, I didn't love it, but I liked right, it. Right? See, okay. you I feel like I, you I have to the say. End, you like I liked it. It at the end. Um, the whole little, the finaling with the the deal. Yeah. The deal for the show. I can relate to that. I've been kind of seeing a lot of that going on out here. Mm-hmm. And, Kallin, you got to play the game.
2: You do, and, and it can, can get really scary sometimes. Very
0: scary. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. One of the things that well, let's just get it out of the way because I hate talking about it. So we'll just get it out of the way in the beginning. Ari's marriage crumbling. Yes. With um. Melissa. With Melissa. Oh my gosh.
3: There it is. After she eight, looks eight like a Melissa. What's
2: the actress's name? Um, Perry Reeves.
3: So okay, they didn't use her real name.
2: No, I, she doesn't look like a Perry to me.
3: No, I when I think Perry Reeves, I think Superman because Christopher Reeves. <laughs> so it throws me off every
2: time. <gasps> um i mean i i don't know i think melissa is a very fitting name for yeah, her. yeah she looks
3: like a, a good strong
2: american girl next door sort of Bra-
3: i have brown hair and i'm tall exactly and i'm really says. thin yeah, yes very thin
2: not to generalize we love all the melissa's i'm out sure there. Love, uh, yeah um she's really dating bobby flay
3: she's dating but what they're we, like doing cooking together but what did we learn we learned they're not having sex and they're making re- it slow. She's and she's really only getting kisses on the neck. So what does that do? It leaves doors open for she's not really sleeping with somebody, which was what we've discussed in previous episodes, saying that seems really cold hearted
2: to move on. So to be separated and yeah. to be banging. She's just merely getting to know him, which I'm glad they sort of revealed in this episode because I like her a little bit more now than I did last week.
3: I think when people are watching, they might not realize that something's being revealed. Something's under what they're really saying without saying it Mm -hmm. is there's room for them to get back together. Yes. Maybe she's not as much of a cold hearted as we we thought.
2: thought. Um. Jeremy Piven's acting in that scene was phenomenal, as usual. I think he's such a great actor.
3: Well, now that he's had f- an entire season to work on his crying abilities, I yeah. hope that he's good at it by now.
2: Yeah. Um. Surprising that Ari didn't pummel... Uh, what's his name? I mean, Bobby it, Flay from The yes. Get-Go?
3: We, we've jumped a little ahead here, but I, this is where we're gonna, we'll are gonna we start with this scene. Well, I, I want
2: to start with it because it makes me sad, and then I want to get, get on to the f- more fun storylines.
3: Okay, so... I did, I'm did. wondering if I missed, and Jesse, feel free to jump in here. Uh, what was the big turning point for him in that scene? He went from, I'm going to punch you in the face, until she said, guys, 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 and then he just
2: switched. Do you think it could be that he subconsciously knows there's nothing to be threatened by? You know how they say... People fight when they care about each other if, right. if you don't if you're not willing to fight with me That means you're obviously so over it that there's like no passion there. You don't even want to talk. I've about heard it.
3: real girls say that
2: Okay, yes, so I think maybe Like drawing a parallel from that whole bit I think Ari maybe knows deep down inside what his wife likes. He said he's known her since she's 19 years old Maybe he knows deep down inside there's nothing to be threatened by. Bobby Flay is not what she likes. She Obviously, if what, Ari is what she liked for 20 years, you don't just go and date someone completely right. different, um, which Bobby Flay seems to be on a physical, emotional, mm-hmm. all, all sorts of hair level. Color. Hair yeah. color level. Um, he's a genetic mistake. Right. Um, Jesse, do you have thoughts on that?
3: He's away from the microphone. Now. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll give um, you a second. Well, th-
2: What do you think? Because he really did do a full...
3: I have to say, from like watching it uh, from a character and like an acting standpoint, that didn't seem to be what he was giving us. He seemed to be giving us a, 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 like a period on this statement, kind of reaction. Like he uh, he accepted defeat. It almost uh, seemed like maybe he felt that he had been hurt so much, so many times that he tried so hard to care. Maybe that's it. Like he was trying so hard to care. The whole episode was he didn't. He wanted to be nice. Yeah. You know, I need to see her in person, and then. I think everybody reaches that point where they can't, they just fall off the mountain. And maybe he He
2: walked out of his own house,
3: walked out of his own house, which she, and she continues to be so nasty.
2: Yeah. She said that it wasn't his house anymore. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure he paid for that probably.
3: Let me me just ask a question on monetary things, which you probably won't know, but maybe you will. I, don't know uh, I know. Are I, you
2: saying that I don't look like a legal expert listen, I know on ac- equitable division of I the know assets? I we've
3: discussed our accounting classes that we've taken <laughs> at great lengths. Um, but, so they split the uh, all their assets 50-50, yes. standard divorce. I don't know why that was like a surprise in the episode. Are oh, you're going to have to split it 50-50. Oh, like every other TV divorce we've ever seen in our uh-huh, lives. Yeah. But so he has to split 50% of his earnings, but yet she still gets 100% back of the loan that she gave him when they're married?
2: Um, he needed the money f- to start up the Miller right, but they're married. Agency. So
3: what wh- he's borrowing from his wife.
2: I that might have been money that like was in a separate account that a dead grandfather left for her or something. I don't know. I've never been married, that's so I don't know if um, when you inherit money and then you get married, if that, that all is... becomes one big lump sum, Apparently one big not. bank account. This is also TV land, so they're probably right. maybe they're doing that for. Um, Plot and and story's sake.
3: Obviously, yes. Uh,
2: Because now he has, I love that quote, I wrote it down, by Barbara. um, And she said, who would have thought chauvinist Ari Gold uh, would one day have his balls held in both hands by women? Yes. One Barbara Miller, two Melissa Gold. They
3: really, The writer's really like spelling out what's happening. It's like, do you understand what's happening to Ari? Hey, that's great. It's great for the uneducated viewer. And I kind of had a moment when Beverly D'Angelo, that's her name. I was like, oh, she's still on the show. Like, she's really been, like, a guest star regular for quite a while Oh, yeah,
2: Uh, many seasons.
3: And when I think of the show, she never pops into my mind. But, yeah, she's always just kind of there.
2: I like her because she's sassy with him. She's
3: very sassy.
2: And it it takes a sassy woman to go head-to-head and be partners with somebody like Ari Gold. So Which is funny
3: because she's from all the Christmas Vacation movies. Vegas Vacation, which is my personal favorite.
2: She's godly. I love her. Yes. but, yeah, you know, poor Ari. He's got two more episodes to show us his true colors. I and thought that they'd be can farther make it along
3: somewhere by now.
2: Yeah, they've kind of drawn out the whole separation really thing. Really drawn for, it out. It's been six episodes now. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll have to see how that all pans out yeah, it's like they used the next to draw, They used to
3: draw, like, a, a big thing, like a movie yeah. was the through line or uh-huh. Vince's whatever. But now it's just, like, each individual plot line is drawn out, and the through line is just, I don't know, maturing? I don't know what the through line is.
2: I mean...
1: Do you think it's for the build-up of the movie? But I don't, did they know they were going to do a movie? Yeah, they've the known the it for... Yeah.
2: Ever since season seven wrapped, that was when the chatter all started. It's like, oh, uh, there's rumors that HBO is probably going to cancel Entourage. Yeah. Let's make sure that we can lock in right. a solid movie there.
3: I mean, that seems like a bit of a cop-out to lead up to a movie. Right. We deserve better than that.
2: Completely. And like they didn't really do that with Sex in the City. And the movie's Sex at the least City two ended. years away.
3: They got to film it, oh, write it. I mean, come up with a concept forget. completely.
2: Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about, let's get on to a happier note. Okay. Uh, Melinda. She's back. I thought she was just going to be in last the week's reporter. episode. No, no, no. That's oh, Sophia. Oh. Melinda Clark, the gorgeous. Oldie. I don't think she's that old. Hold on.
3: Okay. Well, she's a mom.
2: I mean, she was really hot on the OC. No,
3: listen. She's a hottie. Okay. The, the hot, older, but not too old. Between a milf,
2: how old do you think she is?
3: Well, I just saw you say.
2: uh,
3: (laughs) I'm gonna say forty-eight.
2: Jess, how old do you think Melinda Clark is?
1: Um. You know who we're talking about? Yeah, the hot, the hot lady that Uh, slept with last week. I'll give her. It's in the fours. Yeah.
3: Forty-three.
2: She's forty-two. She'll be forty-three next April.
3: Between a milf and a gulf. What's a gulf? Grandma.
2: Oh, Ooh,
3: <laughs>
1: never heard whoa. that before. Well, you haven't watched enough American Pie movies.
2: Apparently not. I've seen the first
1: one. Well, if my grandmother looked like, well, not my grandmother. Like. <laughs> Jesse,
2: That's where, was that, line, where was that going? Where was that statement line. going?
1: Yes, next.
2: Um, You know, it seemed like when they were having that um, lunch. Well, first of all, Melinda gave E a $300,000 Mercedes, yes. which is not believable because which, yeah. she's not George Clooney and she's not Julia Roberts. So I don't think she's in a financial position to just be giving out lavish gifts like that.
3: Yes. And we didn't get to see it. So I'm thinking, well, maybe on budget isn't as big as we thought it was.
2: Well, that's funny because the guys have teased about that. They said at, at one point during production, we were going to. I always forget how to pronounce it. Is it con or can France?
3: R- right. I think it's the can film festival. It's can. Cannes, Cannes, right? Cannes. Cannes. Okay. Yeah. So
2: they went to can. Um. They've gone to Mexico. They've gone to Hawaii. They've gone to some very nice locations. Um, And then I believe it was Kevin Connolly who was like, yeah, and now we just go to Earth Cafe. Right. So uh, who knows if it was a budget issue? Yeah. I'm sure they could get a car loaned for the day. Hey, you'll get mentioned on Entourage. Whatever. But um, they're at Scarpetta. And it kind of seemed like Melinda wanted more. Sure, she wanted seconds.
3: Uh, I think it more than seemed she wanted some more E. She wanted to take some, she wanted to pop some E and roll around on the
1: ground.
2: (laughs) Nice pun. I like what you you did there. Thank
1: you. Well, Uh, I'm here all night. Yeah. So, my question for you guys is uh, with their relationship, has E been keeping himself at a distance in the sense of,
2: I think he oh, he wants to obviously get back together with Sloan, the love of his life. Okay. And by sleeping with her ex-stepmother, it's probably not a good move, especially when Sloan made it um, evident to him last week over the phone that she was furious, that she had heard rumblings of, Melissa's going to try to sleep with you to get back at my dad. Right. So it's this whole like incestuous family drama going on. I don't think E is looking for seconds because it can ultimately jeopardize his chances to get back with Sloan. Yeah, and you have to think,
3: if they're gonna get back together, this would have to. This should have to happen like next episode. I mean, you're gonna have the cheesy last episode. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, I and then they both get you. on
2: a plane and move to New York together, yeah. or something like that. So, and it seems like that's not gonna happen. She wasn't in this episode. She wasn't. No, which is disappointing because I so, love yeah. her.
3: No, and she was only in the other episode to say f off. Right. So For two
2: and a half seconds.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Because she's career right now. All right. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. All right.
3: And I just wrote down why pirates. I like just noticing why writers do things. You know, why put the
2: pirate theme birthday
3: party? Yeah. Why? You know, do they? Do you think they just sat around and go, "Where would be a funny place to put this scene?"
2: I think pirates is very appropriate for Billy right. Walsh. I don't think his daughter would be raised by Billy Walsh. I don't think his daughter would be the kind of girl who would have a My Little Pony theme birthday party. Right. Because he's such a cuckoo. And I think. Did you see how into character he was? He looked like Jack know, Sparrow. That's true. And it seems like it almost
3: it does like make his anger seem a little more comical. Yeah. Right? Cuz if he was at like a boxing thing, it would almost maybe seem like
2: right overbearing. No, it's hysterical to see yeah. the dichotomy between his like anger and a child's birthday party. Yes. I think it's fantastic. Um but yeah, good good note. Thank I always you. forget about those little details that the writers have to think about right. which we maybe ordinarily wouldn't. Yes. Um do we want to talk about the uh, Johnny Drama? Issues or no, let's talk. Actually, let's talk about Sophia Lear, the journalist. Okay. So she came back again this episode. I thought we had seen the last of her.
3: So well, we yeah, we had it. We had varying thoughts on what her device was for the show, why she's even here.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What do you think? What did you think? About I her think she's a tough cookie. Tough cookie. And
2: she's having Leather. lunch with um.
3: UCLA professors. Yeah,
2: Early a UCLA professors. professor. So she's got depth to her. She mm-hmm. seems like she likes doing cerebral pieces like that. She doesn't necessarily want to be profiling actors. Right. And she seemed like she had kinda of like set her piece. Like, look, I interviewed you. I wrote it. It can't get edited. So thanks, but goodbye. Right. Um, I just don't think that they're a good match. I think Vince wants some Sophia in his life. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't think that she's gonna be given given that up too quickly.
3: Yeah. I what mean What did you think? Uh I agree with everything you said. And Because I'm always right. Well it's amazing. <laughs> um and it seems like they're, what they're going for here is, like, uh, how vulnerable is Vince? And what what have we learned about Vince? We've yeah. learned that he really wants people to like him, which I think we can all relate to. Yes. We learned that he's realizing he's never had a meaningful relationship. Though I didn't like when he said, oh, since Mandy
2: Moore, oh, we were kids. Well, I was like, whoa. Don't discredit Mandy Moore. You loved her at and the time.
3: And second of all, that was, like, in your second or third season. It was only, like, four years ago, dude. Or yeah. Or, like, three years ago. Like, you were a kid.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, we, little things like that yeah, that we so, that we
3: caught. So uh, yeah, but but it's also like I always we, we always kind of knew Vince was a vulnerable. We didn't. I didn't ever think he was like a totally superficial guy. He mm-hmm. always seemed it's, so. I don't know really what they're trying to what their point is here.
2: I think the point is is that he's ready to buckle down. The That's the parties, yes. the girls, even um. At the photo shoot that he was at. But he there left. were naked, half-naked girls running around everywhere. I feel care. like in previous seasons, he would have been like, hey, what's up? But not really so much anymore. Right. What was he even telling that waitress?
3: Right. Oh, and I did want to... Yeah, well, he was He was wondering, did what, what was it like between me and you? Who, what did you think of it?" Right. You thought you were surfacing. And I just wanted to think, I thought... Awesome for that girl who gets a random phone call two months ago that says, we're going to bring your character back for an episode of Entourage. How excited is she?
2: Oh, my God. To an actor, it's probably like the greatest feeling it's in the, the world. Best.
3: Yeah, I did uh, Days of Our Lives a few months back, and I'm they're always like, oh, you know, we bring characters back a lot. So every day I do look at my phone, I'm thinking maybe Aww. today's the day. Well, it's not the day yet, but maybe after the show. They might need that lab tech back to deliver some more.
2: That's what you played.
3: I there. She wanted me to uh, figure out if the DNA results were her. If her husband really was her husband, so she came to me because I'm the best. Lab DNA tech lab out tech there. Tech in town. Wow. Look at this face. It doesn't lie with uh, DNA. Did you do
2: a lot of um method acting, some preparation Listen, for this intense role? I
3: called up uh, L.A. DNA yes. Labs, and I said, uh, I'm going to need to shadow your DNA lab mm, techs for well, at least three months.
2: You know what? That's why casting director should hire you. You Listen, take your craft seriously.
3: So uh, I am available for now to do other projects, but... If Wouldn't you need a
2: norm? DNA lab specialist, listen. You know who to call. There's a lot
3: of CSI episodes shows out Law there. Law and Order. All Ooh. these
2: shows dominate.
3: Listen, I didn't mean to take away. from I didn't mean to talk about me for more than twenty or thirty I minutes. I think the
2: thought of you as a lab tech is absolutely you. worthy it's of being worth talked it, right? about. Okay. Yeah, completely. And so,
3: uh, but my bigger point. Shout out to that girl. Congrats. Yeah, for, her, for getting the job. One
2: hundred percent. Right. Um. Just on another realistic note. Okay. Coming from the the inner journalist inside of me.
3: Yeah, you had some thoughts on that.
2: I did because that would never happen.
3: I think you needed to set this up.
2: Okay, so basically, Vince gets word that the Sophia Lear article is going to get published soon, and he's a very very antsy about like, oh, what could it possibly say? Blah 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 blah. This needs to be like um, his reemergence into society to debunk any methods that he, or any. Notions that he's, uh still might be an addict, an addict, a womanizer, a party boy, whatever. Right. So they get a draft of the piece, and it's pretty good for the most part. Six pages of, like, solid, he's a new person. But she did throw in a little paragraph about how she found him to be, what was it that she, like, a womanizer? and Right. Okay. He's very, very put off by it. I don't think as much for the reason that people are going to be reading that as much— as he's bothered by the fact that she, he thinks that she thinks that.
3: Well, that's what we learned. Right. In their little scene.
2: Right. So, from a journalistic standpoint. You're the, a journalist.
3: I am. You were at the VMAs tonight. I was at the VMAs earlier.
2: Yes. And here's an example. If you talk to me at the VMAs, okay. my recorder is on. Okay. Or my microphone is on, whichever medium we're doing. Sure. If you electively come over to talk to me, anything you can say on the record, when you're at an event, it's on the record will be used at my discretion, at my editor's discretion. Sure. You don't get, um, hey, let me do an interview with you. Okay, I'm going to type it up. I'm going to send it to you to make sure you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and publish it with all of your corrections. Okay. It doesn't work. All right, because there's some there's a difference between journalism and free sure. advertising. Sure, there's a very fine line between the two.
3: No, let me ask you something. Yes. Unless you wanted to rant. A
2: no, months. sorry. Okay. No, no. Done I ranting.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I'm just saying,
2: why didn't they consult a jur- like a, a a print journalist?
3: No, well, and I think even as a lay person, I thought the same thing. It, my reaction wasn't as visceral as mm. yours was, mm-hmm. but I thought the same thing. It's like, what you don't get a copy though. Jesse had an opinion on this, but I was what if you interviewed Johnny Depp. Okay. Or some well, whoever you think is the biggest star. Sure. There is.
2: Yeah, arguably him.
1: Sure. Okay.
3: So would there be any danger if you talked a little bit of crap about him? And maybe maybe he said something that was a little off the cuff that you thought, eh, what would, would you think? I don't want to jeopardize mm-hmm. down the road.
2: It's 100% subjective on the journalist's right. part. Some journalists have, um, you know, relationships with people, and they want to make sure that they maintain those relationships so they don't say anything bad. But with the most part, for I think this girl works for a magazine. Yes. And usually in these magazine pieces, you know, you'll be reading it, and they'll start it off like, you know, I met Lady Gaga at, at the, a table. At a table mm-hmm. th- while she was fl- twirling her hair the whole time and chain-smoking cigarettes. Like, they don't spare any of these details because – most of these people that they hire to interview them, they're not, like, friends. Like, Vince had never met Sophia before, so this girl has no allegiance to him. That's right. So something like that, in that sort of a case, um, if you're going to be writing a profile piece for Harper's Bazaar, for Vanity Fair, something like that. Sure. You don't have, like, loyalty to the subject. You are, you're a journalist. Your observations and their words to you are strictly what you use to formulate your piece. You're
3: a CNN. You're not a Fox News or an MSNBC. Right. I, I work for Fox
2: News, right? So, don't 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 even go there.
1: <laughs> and so, I, you know, at saying that, like you said, David, I did have a you know a story in in that sense. Um, you know, that's a true journalist. That's someone who sticks to what their job is supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, I know that we recently, while we were covering the Voice, Carson Daly has a radio show, mm-hmm. and um, Britney Spears was supposed to have an interview with him, mm-hmm. and. He even admitted, you know, it's nothing on Britney, Britney's side, but her publicist or whoever was dealing with Carson said, look, we'll do this interview, but after we're done with the interview, we need the tape, we'll edit it, and then we'll give you the interview that you can have. He said, absolutely not. That's not what my job is. You know, that, that that's yeah. not what it entails. And um, he didn't do the interview. He has nothing against Britney. He wrote a statement out towards her. Um, Basically to let her know what her people are doing. So my question is, is that more along the lines of, it's just basically paying journalists off to give the story that they want in that sense? Well, first of all,
2: legitimate news organizations do not, do not pay for interviews. Right. So... I've never paid for an interview. the or, The companies that I freelance for have never paid for interviews, and I'm very proud of that because once you start getting money involved and stuff like that, it gets shady. That's how those
3: morning shows lose their credibility because you hear stories. Of well,
2: it. yeah, and you know what? I, I don't. I can't speak to that because I've never had to do a hard hitting in interview industry, so with a mass it, murderer or with somebody who got acquitted of something. I've never. I only do entertainment, um, but. You know, it's, you just really need to be careful about what you're doing and take your job seriously. I like what Carson Daly did because he's not here to sugarcoat or to do anybody a favor. Um, I, I'm here. I have this massive radio show. If you want to come on and get some publicity and plug whatever it is you're going to plug, you need to come on and you need to let me ask you some questions. How you answer them is entirely up to you. You can always plead the fifth. People do that all the time hey, I'd rather rather not answer that. Is that okay if we just move on?
1: You're also allowed sure. to submit questions that you don't want to be asked, correct?
2: Uh, the publicist gives you talking points usually ahead of time. Um, you know, people get creative and they think of ways to dance around that. Um, you know, if you can't ask about dating life, you can ask something, like, you know, in the arena of that. Like, oh, you know, people are always asking you about your dating life. Does that ever get annoying? And then you didn't ask about their dating life. You I asked like that
3: d- question. Yeah. So good around the... Now, just to
2: we need to get, end this. Sorry, we're talking way too much about journalism here. I, know.
3: <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, no, Okay, we'll move on.
2: No, but no, finish. I was gonna, finish. Did you
3: see that the woman, that political woman, that walked out the Piers Morgan show? Yeah, because, Christine O'Donnell. So what did you think about that? Bad, right? Bad for her. Not fair.
2: Um, because
3: he went off the talking points. You don't want to comment.
2: I don't want to talk don't about that. Don't well, comment. Not gonna comment on move that. On. Um, but yeah, look, if you sign up to be a guest on a show these people just, you know, they understand that they're going to be, you're going to be asked questions. You're not going to be asked about your favorite ice cream flavor. Right. Okay. You're, you're, you're going to be on the show and get all this free publicity and everyone in the world is going to know what magazine or what um, perfume you're plugging, what book you're plugging X, Y, and Z. Um, You just need to be prepared to have answers. And that's why you hire a publicist because they can help coach you and give you the media training that you need. Exactly.
1: So. How about segue into what's on the TV screen right now? The who? Oh, gosh. Spade the Don Pepe's owners. And David Spade. Now, how long have they been in the, uh, the play? In the, of story the, season? Plot. the story. The right. story.
2: Don like, Pepe's? Like two or three. Two or three episodes. Yeah. Uh, Avion, the tequila line that Turtle had been an investor and. Um, was he, he was just an investor, and then his girlfriend was like the face of the company. Um, that all went up in flames. Yes. The company decided they didn't need Turtle anymore. His girlfriend, who's a spokesmodel, broke up with him. So he was kind of down and out, and he said to Vince, I need a new endeavor. I have this, like, I caught the working bug. He finally, like at 30, decided he wanted to start working. Right. And he said the one thing that L.A. is really missing is a great, was it oysters? I don't, I'm not familiar. Yeah, Let me they, look did up
3: oysters. they did say well, oysters. No, you said oysters. Yeah, I'm not sure.
2: Hold on, let me look up Don Pepe's to see um, if it's a real place. Well,
3: and we were discussing, and maybe uh, our listeners could tell us whether that these are the real owners or not. I don't know if anybody would know that. They seem like they possibly could be.
2: They have the New York accent thing going on. They very well could be actors, but
3: right. Um, um they look like restaurant owners.
2: Yeah. And um, I'm sure the wife was playing an exaggerated version, either of herself or a complete version that's not even near her. Because that girl was way too um, star happy. If you live in New York, it's not like you live in the middle of nowhere. She's probably used to. And if you have a high class restaurant, restaurant? I'm sure George Clooney or whoever um, eats there regularly.
3: Good point. Yeah. And that whole scene, it was like a downer scene. You know, it's like they're, uh, you know, turtles trying so hard. To be, uh, you know, an entrepreneur, and these people are kind of spitting in his face. Didn't they go okay. over an agenda before this?
2: This is what comes up, a picture of a lobster. Okay, so lobster and it's steak, steak specials.
3: specials. Okay, We're looking at the website right now. Yeah, I want to see if there's a
2: little profile piece on the owners or something. Right. As my battery slowly dies.
3: We're divulging into Don Pepe's.
2: Yes. So, I applaud Turtle's entrepreneurial desire to uh, you further think his career. Serve
3: turtle at yeah. The look, restaurant. Is
2: it oyster?
3: Uh
2: Assorted Seafood? It, it would be
3: fair to say that it's a seafood restaurant with okay. very nice wooden doors, almost like a Santa Barbara
2: looking feeling. Yeah, it. like a mission-y mm-hmm. sort of a, yes. a feel to it. So anyways, he's trying to bring this out. Um the the couple seems more concerned with the Lakers tickets and the uh, David Spade sighting than they do with, you know, finding yeah. the new space for the restaurant and figuring things out.
3: Again, it's like a, everything in this episode seemed like a stall tactic to get to the next episode. What are we figuring out except for Johnny Drama? Is, seems to have have a show.
2: Yeah, well, thank God for that. We'll just I, we'll go ahead and end the end the episode on that note. Uh, Johnny Drama is literally almost in tears. He's like hysterical. He thinks that Dice is being too greedy. Dice is saying, "My people are negotiating with the network. I guarantee you, everything's going to go through." So. Johnny gets the call from Phil. Phil is very evil and tells him that Les Moonves will never ever make the Golden Retriever movie. That he... I like
3: that guy as an actor, by the way. William Defoe. Yeah. No, that is not William Defoe. What are you talking? you talking about the agent guy?
2: Wait. Yeah. No, yeah. That's not William Defoe. Wait. Why am I confused? <laughs> no, no.
3: I don't know what that guy's name is offhand. It's not William Defoe. Jesse. Could you do a little— uh... Can
2: you—what's uh, his name on the no, show? Phil. Phil on Entourage.
3: He was in Batman as the banker in the beginning. He was in Contact as the blind con- control room worker guy. I've seen a few expo-zays on him and how his career has just been, like, slowly building. William Fitcher. William. Fitchner!
2: Sorry. Fitchner. Thank you. I was confusing my Williams. <laughs> well, I'm impressed that you knew. You were I knew right William. Okay, you knew I more get, than I knew. I got 50%. You got Well done. Okay. So a, a, um, a failing grade,
3: 50%. That you will not get through school with that.
2: No, you will not.
3: Well, you get through afterbots
2: with that. Yes. Well the done. stakes are a little lower here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he's like in hysterics. He gets the call from William Fitchner, and he goes, you know, give me an answer. Yes or no, are you in? Are you out? And Johnny sides with Dice, like the loyal guy he is, and says, not until Dice is Contract I'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna be sick, bro.
2: Right. That's I'm gonna be says. sick, bro. That was a nice um, intonation you had there. Thank
3: you. It's manly.
2: Uh, and then immediately after Dice gets the call. Screws with Johnny a little and says the show is canceled but then ultimately comes back with the zinger that the show is on. Right, uh,
3: but I, it, we didn't have confirmation. Why aren't Johnny's people calling him and saying that confirmation? You know, if yeah. this was about Vince, if this was Vince's storyline, he'd have seven calls right now. 100%. So but Johnny's always
2: taken the the back seat to Vince. He,
3: always, he gets
2: he gets Lloyd and Vince gets Ari, so.
3: Right. But and they both have new shows going on the uh, network.
2: Oh my he, gosh, um I saw a billboard for it. Yes. it's something about like guys. It's about Johnny. or yes. he, him and, and I, another guy.
3: Yeah, and I actually saw an ad, uh, ad on television. Which
2: Does it look they funny? speak.
3: You know, it looks like standard. It looks like Johnny. He's playing similar kind of character.
2: See, yeah, I hate when actors get typed. I
3: know. I don't want to talk bad about the show, so we'll wait. We'll we'll, we'll give it a fair that.
2: chance. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Let's take break. a break. And uh, we don't have too much gossip tonight, but I do have one funny little thing that Dice said. So Jesse, take us to a commercial. We'll be back. will
0: be back. Want to find out what the After Buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is
2: the divide that is going to carry the series.
0: Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television,
2: and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's serious. You never know what goes on behind closed doors.
0: Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. Four, 424-256-1729. Two, four, two, four, two, four, two,
2: I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The <laughs> wig
0: Don't will come out. Wig. When the TV show is over, get your After Buzz on. Yeah. After Buzz Ooh. TV news.
2: <laughs> All right, so welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. Deidre Behar here, chilling with David Abbott. DJ here. Jesse Janity in the booth. Not too much gossip this week for Entourage, which is a little disheartening. Um, but I do want to just make a quick mention. Uh, I was at the VMAs earlier on the Arrivals carpet, and Andrew Dice Clay showed up.
3: Yes, he awesome. He walked the
2: carpet. And, you know, we had had this conversation. Sleeveless?
3: Sleeveless shirt.
2: I don't remember what you he wore. I was okay. too mesmerized by those sideburns. Sure. And, and he his... had a really cute girl with him.
3: Nice. Well, yeah. well good for him. Good
2: for him. Um... My, my one little piece of news that I saw online earlier was um, someone had interviewed him and asked him about how the comedy game has changed. Sure. And he just said something along the lines of, you can't just say anything anymore because everybody's so sensitive right. and whatnot. He said, if you want to go to, like, a fun PG show, go see Jerry Seinfeld. Um, if you're looking for something a little more naughty, come see me. Right, which Thoughts? I
3: think, I I don't think he had to say that for us to know mm-hmm. that that was true. Yeah.
2: pointed out the obvious, but yeah. still.
3: And I think that is true, but yet I've been to numerous comedy shows around town and there's plenty of racist, sexist, sex talk flaring about, so.
2: 100%.
3: I don't think we're in any uh, fear of becoming too much of a politically correct society.
2: Right. Any given night at the Laugh Factory, it's it's mostly targeted at racial humor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Racial humor or relationship humor—that's what I find to be the two big things. And I kind of
3: think it's important, actually, because you know, it, like, it, there are there's a lot of humor, and humor is all, all <clears throat> often commenting on something that's real. And I don't think rarely ever is any of the people saying it actually racist right. or sexist. I think comedians should have the freedom to say these things without being judged or put on YouTube like politicians are.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well said. Yes. But I, um, oh, sorry. I just want to touch on a conversation that you and I had had earlier in the season. Um. These shows, like Entourage, can mm-hmm. take an actor or somebody who's sort of down and out, like Dice Clay, who who hadn't really done much in the past couple years, and can completely resurrect somebody's career. And I just thought, wow, you know, would he have been on the VMA car- carpet last year?
3: No. Do you well, think he gets invited because now
2: no. he can say, I'm a, I'm a regular on Entourage oh, from totally. a recurring guest?
3: Oh, totally. And, yeah, it's uh, guest stars can do big things for actors. And even this is a grand scale of what a guest star can do for an old celebrity, but mm-hmm. I think it can do the same thing for a struggling actor who now may have the ability to get a series regular job mm-hmm. instead of just those co-stars or a guest star. So these shows, these type of shows are do a lot of good things for actors. So I think it's important they stay on the air.
2: Even more so to the point and the power of like how great this show has been for him. I was looking through a gallery um, this week on the internet of like the best VMA moments in history. And apparently he got banned from the VMAs many yes, years ago. Yes, I
3: remember that.
2: Uh, apparently the ban was lifted. Courtesy of Entourage? Any ban
3: will be lifted. Ricky Gervais possibly hosting the Emmys. He was banned not uh-huh. too long and ago. Apparently,
2: the Golden Globes wanted That's right.
3: Back. Yes, that's what I meant. The, go- the Golden Globes. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. So,
3: yeah. So, no one's banned. Producers are willing to do anything for ratings. Absolutely. So. And I was going to say, you know, I think for next time we have an que- outgoing question, like what's Ari's wife going to be named, we should go around the horn and come up with what we think her name will be. Then somebody can win and we can have a series of winners and losers and that makes the show more fun.
2: So you want to set some stakes.
3: Is there any stakes we can set for next week? Let's set a stake right now.
2: Okay, so let's Let's pick something out of this.
3: I got one. What? What storyline, will any storyline be resolved in a positive way next next week?
2: week. Okay, well, let's just run it down. Uh, Ari and his wife are not going to be repaired until... Oh, sorry, yeah, we're getting into predictions as we play our little game.
3: Sorry. I didn't mean for it to be a prediction, but it turned. No, but
2: nice on. segue yeah, there. Yeah, thank
3: you. Well, I'm a, I've been doing you, this for five a very episodes. long time.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think Ari's uh, marriage resolution is going to conclude so until have the. We Ari 8th. and
3: Melissa as a possibility.
2: I I don't think that's going to happen.
3: Okay, next week. so Deidre says no.
2: Okay, David says.
3: Uh, it, are they going to be in love next week? My prediction is no.
2: Okay, so we agree on that. Deidre and Dave agree. No. Two thumbs down. Agreed. Um will e continue a sexual relationship with Melinda Clark?
3: two e questions okay will he bone
2: Melissa or Melinda again
3: Melinda again I say no probably not okay. I'm gonna say yes just to compete with you
2: okay so for he, argument's sake
3: yeah maybe he'll get drunk and maybe maybe it'll be a uh revenge type of thing but I don't think him and Sloan are going to get together next week
2: I think they will in the eighth episode
3: but next week is the sixth episode no,
2: right. So I then I say so no, you, they're okay, not going to so get next together week, next week. Okay.
3: Okay. So we have. I don't think so either.
2: Okay. And then.
3: Is Johnny drama show a go next week? Are we, they shooting next week? Yes. Yes.
2: Well, we agreed on everything except the one that you. We
3: have. Wait, I'm sure we have one more outstanding thing. Oh. Uh, Vince and the the. Oh, reporter. the
2: journalist. No, not happening. I'm going to say yes. Okay. So keep Vince, those predictions. Yes. Uh, Jess, do you want to contribute anything? Do you have any thoughts on any of these storylines?
1: Um, I just believe that. I kind of think the Vince thing, I think she is going to go with it. Yeah.
2: What, he, she'll be impressed by his persistence?
1: Yeah. Well, that and I don't know. I don't know if I felt some sort of. I don't know if it's going to be an attractiveness involved right there, but of some sort of feeling bad um, and being like, well, you know what? Maybe this guy has kind of been... A come to Jesus moment, as they say. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. so I, I, I think that that might happen. I don't think E's going to hook up with her. Um, and as far as the Sloan thing, I think they're going to a, pull a sex in the city and wait for the movie. Right, okay, but... Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, so we'll Jesse know that they end up
2: together, but then we'll see the relationship carried out in the movie. Yes. All right, yeah. I can work with that. Okay. Um, shall we call it a night? I,
3: I think I think we've done a good job. I think we did a
2: really solid job tonight. Let's to pat ourselves on the back.
3: I mean, I'm not gonna call it the best show, but I, we could. I'm
2: gonna call it the best yeah, show. Okay, it's the best okay. show. I
3: mean, we we look really good for this show. You're bedazzled with the rings. It's I a do good it for show. the
2: VMAs. No, well, I, I mean, I I do it for you. And you could have
1: have took them off, but you didn't. I'll, I didn't. I'll give it that it was better than the VMAs.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Well. But I
2: mean, what isn't?
1: Uh oh.
3: You'll have to watch Ouch. the other after buzz show for all that
2: news. Yes. yes. Um thank you so much for joining us tonight. We hope you had as much fun as we did.
3: Tons of fun.
2: Tons of fun. Yeah. Um, and we will see you here next Sunday night. Hopefully Maria Menunos will be joining us um you know she's been um, she's appeared on plenty of episodes plenty. on Entourage. She even got a name drop last week. So hopefully we'll see some of her. Uh, maybe we'll even get some uh, guest appearances from some wow. of the actors. You don't know what these two are capable of. I'm saying
3: we're building the show to an arc. We really There's gonna are. Be a pin- yeah, it's Mount Everest over here. It's that
2: simple. Yeah. Um, on that note, have a great night and we'll see you next week.
0: Sweet dreams.